0: Facebook white paper calls for regulation. Twitter makes threaded tweets easier. And Facebook removes device-level information for ad targeting. It's Monday, February 24th, 2020. All of that's coming up along the week's news quick hits on episode 395 of Brave Ad World. New Consumers new media, new strategies. This is Brave Ad World. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 395 of Brave Ad World, the official podcast of braveadworld.com, which combines actual insights with some of the latest headlines in social media and digital marketing news. Every week or close to it, I take the top stories, provide a recap, and then share insights as to what those stories might mean to us as marketers. My name is Taylor Wickert and got a lot to talk about this week, so let's just dive right into it and talk about Facebook and regulation. So, Facebook this week they released a white paper addressing like what is perhaps its biggest threat, uh, content regulation, and they they wrote about this to maybe turn that threat into maybe an opportunity. So, Facebook has shifted its stance over time when it comes to regulation. Initially being firmly against it, and then softening over the years to stating, "quote We need more." We need a more active role for governments and regulators, unquote. Well, its latest white paper reinforces this stance by arguing that other media is regulated. Facebook shouldn't be any different. It posits regulation would provide an even playing field on what content is okay, what content isn't okay, while helping businesses implement a review process. Facebook's paper also questions whether or not certain performance targets should be in place and calls for definitions on what harmful content— should be prohibited. So it really wants regulators to provide a checklist on what type of content it should be banning, what type of content it should be allowing. So it wouldn't be a Facebook move if this wasn't a little self-serving, right? Facebook's been hesitant to regulate itself over the years, even amid growing calls for it to do so. The risk really to Facebook is if it imposes its own regulations more than it already has and currently is, it risks losing users and some of it users, and some of it's, for better or worse, most engaging content. We know misinformation spreads faster than factual information. We know negative content spreads faster than positive content. So if it starts to remove some of that on its own, well, Facebook loses what's a pretty valuable asset, especially if Facebook's doing it and other platforms are. Now, some platforms, they've been more hands-on in their content moderation policies, like most notably, as of late, is Twitter's stance on political advertising. Facebook shifting the responsibility to regulators would really do a couple things for it. It would allow it to wash its hands from solving the problem, which it I, I get a sense that it has no desire to do. It's saying, regulators, figure this out for us. Regulation would, would implement the same rules for everyone. Beyond that, what regulation does is it creates a massive industry barrier to entry, solidifying Facebook and keeping potential competitors at bay. Facebook, they get the benefit of growing up in an unregulated environment And they could, with regulation in place, really maintain their position as the lead platform in a regulated industry because it'd be much harder for new entrants to enter. It's clear something needs to be done, and Facebook is really trying to wash its hands of the matter almost completely. And you know what? Maybe that is the right approach because the company has not exactly been the most honest broker. The question, though, isn't whether regulation should happen, the question is who should do it. And right now, it appears no one really wants to take that sort of responsibility. All right, let's keep going. Let's shift gears. This is a relatively quick one, but it's Twitter. So threaded tweets are nothing new, but what Twitter's doing is they're making it easier than ever for users to create them. Users can now easily add new tweets to existing threads in a composition text box. Now, up until this point, users could pre-draft tweet threads to publish everything all at once but but this new option it lets users do that as well as thread to old tweets if they'd like to add additional thoughts to them now Brevity is still the name of the game on Twitter, but even Twitter admits the rules are looser than they used to be. We've seen the character count. That's gone up significantly. And ThinkPeace tweet threads, they aren't uncommon on the platform. So what we see here is Twitter is really just embracing a user behavior that's been there for some time, and the internet was pretty pleased with this announcement, and it's it's kind of a nice feature. All right, let's jump to our last story and talk about Facebook and device-level information. So... Facebook is removing device level information for ad targeting and measurement under growing pressure from regulators and lawmakers. Now, up until now, advertisers, they could view raw data down to the device level or otherwise known as device IDs. That allowed advertisers to understand how their campaigns were reaching individual devices. All this information was anonymized. It was just the device ID. That information, though, helped advertisers understand who they reached, what actions were taken after viewing certain ads. The risk has always been that advertisers could potentially connect user device ID to their own first-party data systems and link the IDs to individuals. Now, Facebook found no evidence that that ever happened, but the risk was always there. So right now, we see the, the erosion of data for advertisers in the name of protecting user privacy continuing, which is great for users as a user I love that. But it's challenging for advertisers. As an advertiser, it's a little frustrating. So, but Facebook is one of many tech companies re evaluating the data that it has and the data it shares. Google, they're taking similar steps. Apple has made privacy a cornerstone of its positioning in the marketplace. So, more of this is going to happen. It's certainly not going away. I think there's almost been an announcement per week of data being revoked from advertisers that they've gotten used to receiving. And like I said, this won't be the last time this happens. All right, that's it for the week's main stories. So now I'm going to dive into the news quick hits where I'm going to hit other stories that happened this week at a high level that I didn't discuss earlier. So Facebook's testing a new tab that would allow users to easily switch between its algorithm-driven Quote most relevant feed to a most recent feed of content in reverse chronological order. Users in the test also get access to an already seen feed to revisit content they saw in the past. The FTC, I talked about this last week, well it's officially opened up a request for comments to its endorsement guidelines that regulate influencer paid ad disclosures. This is a preliminary step that may not amount to much of anything, but it could also lead to changes to what the FTC requires from a disclosure and a substantiation standpoint from paid influencers. It really wants to understand what level of disclosure is appropriate to establish consumer understanding and how it can substantiate claims made by third party influencers on behalf of brands. The comment period ends in about 60 days. The EU is planning to draft legislation that will limit major tech companies like Facebook, like Google. The legislation may target AI technology like facial recognition by implementing legal requirements. It may also increase its regulation on anti-competitive behavior like large companies withholding key data from smaller companies. It may also start to hold companies responsible for harmful content shared by its users. And that is something these platforms desperately want to avoid. And lastly, Snap has introduced Swipe Up to Call CTA in ads, and it's going to join other CTAs that were already there, like those that drive to websites, prompt app installs, and extend video views. I'm not sure who makes phone calls anymore. Kind of kidding, kind of not. But but now they'll add certain advertisers if they want someone to call into a call center or to talk to a representative, they're going to have that option as an ad CTA. All right. That's it for episode 395 of Brave Ad World. Before I let you go, I do want to hear from you. Send questions, send comments. Let me know what you like. Let me know what you don't like to Brave AdWorld at gmail.com. And if you get a chance, please rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts or your platform of choice. It helps me know what you think and it helps others find the podcast. I can be found on Twitter at TWigert. That's T-W-I-E-G-E-R-T. As always, thank you so much for listening and I hope you have a great week thanks for listening. For more, check out braveadworld.com.